on this episode of the Naturist Living Show, Naturist B&Bs. of the Naturist Living Show is brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. At Bear Oaks, we offer traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Free your body, free your mind. www.bearoaks.ca Welcome, dear listener, to episode 121 of the Naturist Living Show. My name is Stefan Deschain. I'm your host for this podcast and the owner of Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. And today we have another one of the, I'm starting to call the long-lost episodes, uh, or the long-lost interviews, rather, uh, previous episodes of the show, that I had these recordings that were done by Tim, Tim Chismar, and uh, because I changed phones, I thought they were lost, but it had more to do with how they were titled, and they were hiding somewhere. Anyway, I found them all, and then we're going through them little bits at a time, and today we have a really interesting interviews. Uh, Tim uh, had a conversation with uh, Cynthia and Rolf uh, in California. They're very active with the uh, Clo- uh, the Southern California Naturist Association, SCNA. But what's more interesting is they also run a BNB called Arroyo del Sol in California. And it's part of the Clothing Optional Home Network, which is re- a really interesting idea. Um, basically, it's Airbnb for naturists. Um, it doesn't have a ton of uh, listings. And uh, but from what I understand, though, the listings are very, very carefully chosen and curated so that you can be comfortable with uh, what you're getting when you book. And of course, at this time, it's limited to the U.S. Well, of course, it is limited to the U.S. And hopefully in the future, maybe they'll add places in Canada, because I know there are several uh, naturist B&Bs in Canada and in other countries, there are many B&Bs in Europe. We always talked about, you know, clubs, landed clubs with properties. Um, and then we, of course, we have travel clubs, uh, non-landed clubs that organize events. And then there's beaches. Um, but a B&B can be, a naturist B&B can be a nice option where you, if you're traveling on business or if you are traveling to visit certain places and, you know, not everything in the world can be close free. So uh, there are interesting things to see, museums, cities and uh, staying at a naturist club or resort is uh, can be daunting if you're visiting a big city because they have to be so far out of town but sometimes a bnb can offer a place to rest and relax and take a break after a day of touring uh, in the most natural and most comfortable way close free so let's listen to tim uh, as he talks to Cynthia and Rolf about their experiences in Southern California. It's me, it's him, 
It's T-I-M, Tim Chismar, here on location in beautiful, sunny Southern California. And I am here at Arroyo Del Sol, a member of the Clothing Optional Home Network family. And it is gorgeous, lovely, beautiful, fun. I have just been having a blast staying here. And uh, it is, you know, I, I don't want to leave. Like, I mean, that's the that's the truth. I, you know, I woke up this morning. I just stayed in bed as long as I could. Like, it's just, it's so comfortable when you are able to kick off your clothes. And I've been surrounded by amazing naturist minded folks where nudity wasn't an issue and everyone was uh, at their various stage of dress or undress and everybody was on the same page. And that was really fun. And it's good to be around those types of people, even when your towel is being stolen by a dog. (laughs) And I am here with the owner of this particular bed and breakfast and the man who runs SCNA, the Southern California Naturist Association, Rolf Hallbach. I also had the pleasure to sit down and talk with his wife, Cynthia. And so we've got that audio uh, coming to be added to this. And uh, Rolf, I, I got to say, man, this is this is great. It's been good being uh, being able to see you again. It's been a few years since we got together. That's right. And uh, it's great to have you back and to, to sit here and do this uh podcast it's wonderful well that's great and you know it's brought by uh you know the beautiful nudist resort up there in canada bear oaks are you familiar with uh stefan have you guys met have you uh you know at some nudist convention or anything yes we have we had dinner together with uh, bev price from anner uh this was back this was a number of years ago uh at a convention in florida Mrs. Mason put on, uh, Richard and, oh gosh, no, Shirley Mason put on this uh, convention in Florida. We were both there. We had a wonderful dinner with Stefan. Um, I've never been to Bear Oaks. I've read a lot about it. It's on the bucket list to someday go up there and visit Stefan and the wonderful folks up there again. Did he have his meaty mustache when he met with you in Florida? Of course. He wouldn't be Stefan without that mustache. <laughs> he's like Captain Crutch. I, uh, I get a, I get a kick out of him. He's, he's a great guy. You know, and I, I, I you know, I, the, the rebel in me always thinks that if people are too prim and proper and, uh, and, and respectful, then we're not going to get along. And that was my fear in the beginning. I misjudged the, uh, Nature's Living podcast because I was like, oh, it's, you know, families and, you know, highfalutin, whatever. And Stefan is a very progressive, open-minded guy. I mean, he's, I love all the rules and the things we talked about with his resort. I I think he gets it. I think he's one of the guys, just like yourself, Rolf, you're always on the cutting edge of projects and things here in Southern California. And, and that's, I know that's always been an issue in the nudist community where, I mean, how many more times do we need to hear how they need to attract attract the young people, right? That's right. Absolutely. Uh, That's why we do all the things that we do. That's why we try and find any different way of not only attracting young people, but just attracting people into the community uh, to enjoy this lifestyle, to enjoy just social naturism, being nude with each other. It's such a wonderful, wonderful experience, and we want to find any way we can to get people together to do that. Young, old, whatever. 
it's so funny how the people who get it get it and the ones who don't they it's like they they purposely go out of their way not to get it when it's such a, a simple concept I, I always uh, use the example lately about you know you, you know you have a dog or a cat you don't say there's my naked dog there's my naked cat you know right. why do I got to be the naked guy on the couch can I just be the guy on the couch exactly exactly well, Rolf, tell us a little bit about your history, um, being a, a figurehead in the community here in Southern California. I don't know about your your your. When did you discover nudism? Um, did you grow up in a, a nudist community? Please share with us. Let, let us know. Sure, it was actually at the opposite. Um, I grew up in here in Southern California. I'm one of the few natives. It seems like everybody in Southern California is from someplace else. Right. But right. anyway, I grew up here uh, in a community called, uh, now it's called South Central, but uh, it's a little town called Englewood. It's near L.A. Now, wait a minute. I prove you were from there. Show me your gunshots. <laughs> right. Show me the wounds, <laughs> the scars. It's a, it was a very... Uh, it's a very rough area now, but uh, back then when I grew up, it was uh, it was just a, the model neighborhood, you know, growing up. Well, then you need to go back. Maybe you were the thing keeping it good. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, um, I grew up in not a, not really a devout, but a strict Catholic family. I mean, I went through 12 years of Catholic school. I was an altar boy. I... You know, uh, my youngest brother, his first five boys are Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Paul. No. Tells you how Catholic our family was. But anyway, so naturism, nudism was nowhere in our wheelhouse growing up. Um, I think the first time I actually saw nude people, there was a field uh, near our house where we'd go out and play, you know, on the weekends or after school. And I ran across some nudist magazines that somebody had left out there in the field. And I remember reading them going, wow. this!" You know, the thing that struck me most about it, besides this was the first time I had ever seen naked people, you know, all the way. Uh, it looked like these people were having fun. And that kind of planted the seed. So fast forward uh, this Around 1972, the state of California uh, exercised eminent domain and bought our house to put what's the what we call the 105 freeway through our neighborhood. When they when they do that, is there a buyout? Do they offer anything? Is it fair? Yeah, they uh, obviously bought our house. Okay. You know, and I don't know if we got a good deal or not at the time. I was pretty young. Sure. Um, but anyway, they. They bought the house to put this freeway through, so my folks moved down to San Diego. A number of years later, uh, I'd say two or three years later, I moved down uh, to move in and save some money. And at work one day, a friend said, hey, let's go down to Black's Beach. And I'm like, what's Black's Beach? And he goes, it's the nudist beach. And I was like, really? Honestly? So we go down to Black's Beach, and, you know, within five, ten minutes of finally getting the courage to get out of my bathing suit and jumping into the Pacific Ocean, I had that little light bulb that goes off in your head, that little epiphany of, this feels so good, this feels so right, this is so natural, 
I got to have more of this. And I was a Black's Beach kid. Any time I could get down to Black's, uh, to the nude beach, I was there. Um, I found a group much like the SCNA down there at the time, a non-landed club that was down in San Diego called uh, the Camping Bears. And I became a member of the Camping Bears at the time, joined them for a couple of their parties. Um, Fast forward, uh, my job at the time moved me back up here to L.A., and there was nothing up in L.A. Uh, except for this um, resort that was up in Topanga Canyon at the time called Elysium. Uh, I went up there, became a member up there, um, loved it. I was up there uh, anytime I could. And uh, so we're talking now, we're talking like 96 when I uh, joined up there. Uh, they closed it up in 2001, hmm. and there was nothing after that point in L.A. Uh, you know, there was resorts east of here that were uh, open, but they're quite a drive. And so after kicking around, I finally discovered this group of people that rose from the ashes of Elysium called the Southern California Naturist Association, the SCNA. And became a member there. So so it was already, it had created and then you joined. You didn't create the SCNA? Correct, yes. Oh. Uh, a guy named Gary Muscle, who many of you out there may know. Or sure, know. yeah. Um, he was a man, he was, he was on the board of directors at Elysium. And so he, when it closed up, he had everybody's name and address. Uh, so he contacted everybody and said, what are we going to do now? And they all had a, got together and had a meeting and decided to create the Southern California Naturist Association, the SCNA. So he created it. He was president for the first 10 years. 10 years? Well, how long have you guys been around total right now? Uh, we're now, so uh, it's 29. So we've been around 18 years. Wow. You know, 17 years. The, the club has been together. He did the, for the first 10, 11 years he was president, and I took over, uh, so what was that, like six years ago now. You know, I've always been a, a member on the outside. Like I, I pay, I, I get the um, the the bulletins, the newsletters, which don't let me leave here without renewing it. By the way, we were discussing that. Um, but I, you know, it's, I've never been on a board or anything. Do you guys run it with parliamentary procedure? Is there a secretary and a treasurer? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're a volunteer organization. We're a nonprofit five hundred one c seven corporation. So we have board meetings every month. We have a treasurer. We have a secretary. I have a vice president, uh, Cynthia, my wife, is part of the membership committee. So, yeah, uh, we're a volunteer organization. No, nobody gets paid. Uh, you know, we do this because we love it. Well, let me, because we're crazy. Well, <laughs> l- let me ask you this. I'm, I'm curious, and this is just popping into my head. Do you have a, a member count? Um, you know, roughly how many members sure. uh, belong? Roughly right now we have about 140 members. Um, you know, and we have members coming and going. But uh, we, sure, I bet it fluctuates. Yeah, yeah, it fluctuates, but we've been holding steady, you know, 135 to 140 members for a number of years now, and we're looking at moving it beyond that, you know, trying to uh, um, move beyond that 140, and that in itself is presenting problems, you know, logistic problems. Oh, parking and that sort of thing. Okay, parking yeah. Parking and just providing, you know, uh, material for the parties and. You know, uh, 
we have a we have a great board of directors but you know after a while some are getting tired of doing their job or just you know have other things in their life and want to move on and everything like that so there's always a change, you know. Sure. Well, before we move on to uh, the bed and breakfast business, I had two questions for you. I thought of because I've, I've known you so well, and I want to I want to do some that are shooting from the hip that I've never thought to ask before. Um, being so supportive in uh, nudist events in Southern California, is there anything that you won't attach the SCNA name to? Is there something that somebody's come to you and said, we should do this, and you've said no? I'm curious what that would be like. Well, uh, yeah, there's um, – we get hit all the time here. Being in Los Angeles, uh, we have producers and production assistants from all these different reality shows that contact us You know, every so often. It seems like – Every couple of months, we get a call, and they want nudists or you know nude people to be on their show. And you know, nine times out of ten, it's just exploitive. Yeah, we're the and, butt of the joke, right? Yeah, we're the butt of the joke, and we've tried it a couple of times, and it hasn't worked out. Uh, and so we're just we're just very very leery of being involved in in anything like that. We want to make sure that. You know, if we do go th- through something like that, it's presented in a positive light. Gotcha. Well, that that makes sense. The other the other question I want to ask you is, and I could be wrong here, but uh, and, and tell me if I am. But it seems like, in my experience with nudists and the nudist community, there's a revolving door. Somebody will come in and they will say, I'm Mr. Nudism. I'm going to die on this sword. And then in two years, they're gone. Now, is that is that just my feeling on it? Or or have you seen the same? And, and if so, why? And what can we do to change that? Uh, sure. We've seen that, especially in our experience with the beaches. You know, uh, we, we work very hard at trying to regain a clothing optional section of a beach uh, north of here called Bates Beach. And it's very hard to get people, you know, it's it's like if we build it, they will come. But building it is very difficult as far as getting people who are committed enough to um, help in the in the, the heavy lifting work of going down and, and, you know, maintaining. We've been working at it for a long time, I think close to eight years, eight, nine years now. And it's primarily due to the efforts of Gary Muscle that we've gotten to where we are with the beach, which is basically a conditional use of it. Um, you know, we've gotten a section back of that beach. Sweet, because we lost San Onofre. I remember all right. that. Yes. So we lost San Onofre about the same time that we lost Bates, too. It was different reasons, you know, for different beaches, because one's a state beach, one's a county beach. You know, there's talk about, you know, we're talking about what we lose. Do we ever gain anything? What would it take for us to get a nude beach? Can, can we, how do we turn a beach or a part of a beach into a nude beach? Well, that's, uh, you know, our experience at Bates Beach is that we've conditionally regained a clothing optional section back on the beach. Um, but it's been working through the uh, county, through the city of Carpinteria is the city that's the closest. So we go to city council meetings. We're part of the Chamber of Commerce. We go to the county supervisor meetings. 
um, you know, we're very involved in the community. Uh, we've been now, this is the sixth year that we've been invited to be in their 4th of July parade. Um, and we have, so we have a vehicle that's with festooned with balloons and signs that say Bates Beach. Everybody up there, the actual name, the legal name of the beach is North Rincon Beach, but everybody in the community knows it as Bates Beach because it's at the end of the Bates Road exit. Um, and, uh, but everybody knows that that's the that's the nude beach people, you know? So we get cheered as we drive down the street every, there's a lot of people in the community that know us or that, you know, support the clothing optional section. Of course, there's some people opposed to it too. You're kidding. But there's more people I think that support it in the community than are against it. Well, that's good, and that that's one of the nice things about being here in the Los Angeles, uh, Southern California community. Let's talk about the Clothing Optional Home Network. So you have this wonderful place, Arroyo del Sol, and um, tell me a little bit about what uh, the Clothing Optional Home Network was before you got involved. Had you visited some bed and breakfast and you liked it? Um, you know, what was that process like? What made you get into it? And uh, where do you go from here? Sure. Um, well, our impetus, you know, to to get involved and or to st- our start basically was that um, our sons uh, who lived upstairs, we have a, a second level to our uh, main house. When they finally moved out to go to college, we had the upstairs free. We knew we had to remodel it, paint, you know, do everything up there. And once we finally finished that, you know, I'm not even, I don't even remember how we ran across it, but somehow we met Larry Ford from who started and runs the Clothing Optional Home Network. I've heard of him. Yeah. (laughs) He's he's a good guy. He's a good friend of mine. (laughs) Great, great guy. And uh, we started talking and, you know, we expressed our interest in doing at it. And one of the things that we liked about uh, the way Larry runs it is him and his wife, Leslie, they personally came out to our property and they looked it over and they said, okay, this is, you know, if you're really serious about it, this is what you need to do. You need to, you know, secure your uh, property. You need to have all these different things. They gave a lot of help to us in setting it up. They gave us a lot of ideas, uh, you know, on how to run a and b And so we decided to go with it, and we've just, we've really enjoyed it with it. I mean, uh, for example, when we started, we did not have a pool. We have a pool now, but all we had was our jacuzzi. And that's one of the uh, the things that you really need in running a and b You need one or the other. If you have both, like we do now, it's even better. Our business has really increased uh, since we put the pool in. But um, for the first five years, we didn't have a pool. We we still were doing okay, you know. But um, it really expanded once we put the pool in. Is it um, is it seasonal, or are you guys all the time? It's all the time. You know, obviously, when the weather is nice and it's sunny and people can lay out in the sun. There's more uh, that are here, more guests come in at that point. But um, it's all year round. Um, The one thing that we found out uh, or discovered doing this is that for us, we actually have as many or more traveling business people that come and stay here than we do. We originally thought it was just going to be couples. 
you know, that would come and spend a weekend or whatever here or whatever time they had. But we have a lot of business travelers from all over the world who come in. Um, you know, they come into L.A. to do business, and they'd much rather stay at a B&B where they can be nude indoors or outdoors and lay out by the pool than be stuck in a stuffy hotel. And being nude in their hotel, that's the only time they could be nude. So we have a lot of uh, business people that actually come out. In fact, our guests that are coming tomorrow, they're both uh, coming into town on business. Wow, that's that's great. Um, so how long have you had this location? Is it uh, a few years now? As a B&B, uh, it's been since 2012. We started, I think, at the end or the summer of 2012. Fascinating. That's seven years now. Seven years. Wow. Yeah. Okay, wow. I, I hadn't realized. Wow. Well, I yeah, it's great to be back here because the last time I was here, the pool was uh, in the process of being built. So I, I've managed to watch everything grow and change. And you throw a lot of SCNA events here too, right? Uh, yeah. Partings. And you just had like a, a sci-fi theme party, I believe. Right. We had May the 4th be with you. Star ah. War, Nude Star Wars party um, here uh, on the 4th, May 4th. Um, and it was a lot of fun. It was the first time we did that. Usually, uh, that first weekend of May, we do a Cinco de Mayo party. But we decided to change it up this year and have a little fun and see how it, uh, our members would react to a Star Wars party. So it was a lot of fun. It was just something different. You know, we try and mix up stuff all the time. You know, we we do have our set events that we do like every year zorthian ranch zorthian ranch you know um thanksgiving you know christmas whatever i did go nude bowling with you nude bowling uh we do nude yoga we have nude yoga classes that we sponsor we sponsor the world naked bike ride we sponsor uh the play that you've uh, uh did a podcast with the the cast or members of the cast and the director uh, last night, we do nude comedy shows. We do, um, gosh, hikes. You know, um, we get together with the other non-landed clubs in the area, naturists in the OC, Night Talk, the Camping Bears. We go on hikes with them. Uh, they come to our events. We go to their events that they sponsor. Um, so we just do a lot of different things, and we like to... Uh, we're always looking at ways to expand. Uh, one of the events that we have coming up in July, we're doing a nude video arcade event. What? A retro video arcade. There's a warehouse that has all the old games, you know, and we're renting it out for like uh, three hours and everybody can, uh, yeah. So we like to do uh, all any kind of different things that we can do that people are interested in. That's our goal. Is to, it, that's the what we do to try and increase membership. We want mem we want people to know that we don't just sit around the pool and eat and drink and everything like that. We like to do different things. We like to be active. Um, you know, we just enjoy life nude. 
just like I, I think it's I think it's healthy. And and let me tell you, um, being here nude on the grounds has affected my body image just in the in the last uh, day or so because I, I catch my appearance in the uh, the side of the building. And you know I uh, you know I'm, I'm thinking I, I could do a few more sit ups. I could eat a few more salads. So I'm you know although I accept myself and I love myself the way I am, I also you know would like to uh, add. 10 years to my life if possible. And so that's, you know, that's a very positive thing to, to think, well, I, I could be, I could be doing a better job with this body. And, um, I, I think, I think being nude and walking around in your skin allows you to, uh, be confronted with some of these things. Whereas, you know, if I just put on, uh, two shirts, you know, I, I can, I can ignore, you know, I can hide from it. So I, right. I think that's, that's a, that's a positive, uh, a positive thing. I think absolutely. Absolutely. I think, uh, every, there's room for improvement for everybody. It doesn't matter what you look like, uh, you know how much weight or you have or don't have. There's always room for improvement. Yeah, and, and, you know I, I wanted to mention about the World Naked Bike Ride. Um, how has because it seemed when I was involved with it um, when I was out here in LA, it, it seemed like. I, I wasn't quite sure how the nudists were uh, accepted or not accepted by the movement because I know some of the people who organize it are nudists, but then at the same time, some people were stinky to me for mentioning nudist things at the event, like oh, you know, like that would turn off people. But I feel like a majority of the you get what I'm saying. How has that culture been? Has it gotten better? Has it gotten worse? You know, no, it's gotten much better. Um, you know, we have uh, um, tables there that have all the material from all the different clubs in the area. We invite the different resorts to come out. Uh, you know, the people uh, at the resorts and to send reps. You know, so we're there if people are interested in finding out more about the naturist community and what we have to offer. Um, we have all the material there and we'll talk to people that come up to our table, but we don't force it down people's throats. We're not like, you know, running through the crowd, you know, handing out stuff. We have it there if they want it. If they don't, that's okay. And you know, a lot of people, this is just a bucket list thing for them. Yeah. They yeah. Once a year, you know, they come out and they have fun with everybody else but um, yeah, so it's it's gotten much better, you know. And uh, I think it's very entertaining. I loved the fact that when I lived out here, it, it's hundreds of naked people at a party and body painting, riding their bicycles through town, and. Uh, there are a lot of people out here who don't even know it exists. And so that's amazing to live in a place where you can have hundreds of naked people and some folks are like, that, that goes on here? I, I'm, I'm so surprised. Yeah. Well, it was, I think uh, it was the last time we were at the location where you were there, uh, we had one of the local TV stations come out and do a little piece. But since then, we haven't had anybody come out. Uh, we're always looking at more ways of of you know uh, getting publicity for it and everything we've this past year we've uh we've formed a nonprofit corporation for the bike ride so now we can go out and get sponsorships uh and everything we want to you know we're we're expanding our our reach to all the different bike shops and 
um, you know, bike clubs in the area. That's great. There should be a shirt with a logo on the front and then all the sponsors on the back, that kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So we're looking at, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to get that done before, uh, the, the ride this year, but, um, uh, that's definitely in the future. That's definitely, and just expanding the, 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 uh, knowledge, the, you know, the reach of our bike ride and everything here in LA. Well, I, I think it's great. I'm I'm a huge fan, a huge supporter. I know everybody at the Nature's Living podcast feels the the same way. We got to get you up to Canada. Maybe you and I will have to swing by and spend a, a week or so over at uh, at uh, Bear Oaks. You know, Stefan has generously offered for my crazy naked monster movie to shoot on his ground. So that might be the excuse. I'll have to grab a bunch of the supporters. Wall we'll go up there and shoot something together. That sounds great. That sounds great. So if people want to get involved and follow your organization or find out more about Arroyo del Sol, how can they follow you online or, or get a hold of you? Well, the SCNA, um, uh, we ha- our website is socalnaturist.org, um, uh, S-O-C-A-L-N-A-T-U-R-I-S-T.org. SoCal Naturist. Uh, the Clothing Optional Home Network is just that. Clothing Optional Home Network, all one word together, uh, dot com. And you can go there and see our place and see the other wonderful homes that uh, Larry has helped put together this network of uh, people that enjoy offering clothing optional opportunities, you know, at their homes, you know. What a hoot. All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, and I look forward to catching up with you again down the road. Um, thank you for being such a positive influence in the world of nudism. We need more people like you, Rolf. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate uh, you coming out and uh, sitting down with me and doing this. I am sitting here with somebody who has been just really involved in the Southern California naturist movement. You have been working with SCNA, the Southern California Naturist Association, and you run this uh, wonderful nudist bed and breakfast or clothing optional bed and breakfast. Cynthia Holbach, welcome to the Naturist Living Podcast. Hello there, everybody. <laughs> so did you did you grow up in the in the nudist community? I did not. I did not do know anything about this until I met Rolf twenty twenty three years ago. Wow, was it a was it a culture shock? I mean, was it tough for you to wrap your mind around it? Not really. No, not really. I I always didn't like a lot of clothes, so it was sort of a natural thing for me to make the move. Um, I always say Rolf got lucky. <laughs> Cause, it sounds like it, yeah. Because um, I've lost relationships. You know, a lot of girls don't uh, don't want to. They they think it's going to be very objectifying, and it, everyone's going to be looking at them or trying to get with them. And exactly. So it sort of it came. I did skinny dip once in my high school pool. We jumped over the fence in high school and went skinny dipping one night. And fun. It fun. wasn't that hard for me. I I never really thought much about it and then when he asked do you want to try this I went oh okay and we went up to Elysium and that was my first and uh, that became Deer Park and then there's something else now right Elysium is in Topanga Canyon that closed okay it was the only one in LA County 
and it closed in 2001. And that's how S- the Southern California Nature Association came out of Elysium. Oh wow! Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know the history. I um, okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, it was still open when I got to know when I met Wolf, and he took me up there and it took about ten minutes, and I had my clothes off, and I really didn't look back. So. Wow. Now, from that to, I mean, you're you're involved with organizing the events and just everything that you guys do. I mean, that's that's a lot to take on. Well, it it started slowly. I mean, we didn't jump into this immediately. We we started going to the gatherings, the the TNS gatherings, and um, uh, got to know some people. And uh, you know, for a long time, I just go and sit on a lounge chair and read my book. Mm. Long time. What kind of book? What do you read? Uh, <laughs> I I like. Um, I don't get to read a lot because I read all day. So, um, I like dog books actually. Dog books. You know, I had an interesting experience with a dog recently. I believe I <clears throat> jumped into your swimming pool, left my wonderful towel next to the swimming pool, and then your dog decided to eat my towel. Yeah. Yes, she does that. Yes. <laughs> well, that was unexpected. I did yeah. not see that coming. Right. <laughs> so that that was our first probably five years, and then Rolf decided to get involved when the SCNA had been going for a little bit. He decided to get on the board, and and then eventually they got me on the board, and we and then eventually we got the BNB. So it just sort of grew. What what changes have you seen in the the nudist community over the years? Has it been for good or for bad? I mean, what have you seen, and where do you think it's going? You know, things aren't really changing that much. You you hear this: oh, we need the youth, we need the youth. We, you know, there's always this outreach to try to get more young people involved. But they're they're involved. They just don't they just don't join, and um, they and eventually they will. It's just it just happens. It's an evolution, and I don't see a change in how the evolution comes with people who start young, and then as they grow older, they they end up in you know clubs where it's easier to to be with other people than trying to go to the beach or you know hiking or whatever that they do when they're younger. Um, I've seen a little bit of a change where there are more women who probably are coming out of the closet who like this more than they say they do oh good well that that's great that's good to hear we go down to the la trade travel show every year and the last couple years we've had a lot more women coming up to the booth and talking to us than men so it that's been a nice revelation we've met a it's still hard to get them to actually come out but there there's an interest there you know so it's, it's an evolution. And I, I do a women's group only with the SCNA. Wow. Three times a year. Where it's just a, a gathering where we just get the women. Whoever's interested wants to come. We, we do a potluck dinner. Usually um, one time a year we'll go to a restaurant. And then the other two times when it's nicer and it's sunny, I'll have people at the house with, with the pool. And it's been, it's been a nice group for for women who don't want to have men around, who want to just you know talk about their issues and sure. And sure. It's, it's been a nice way for us to get to know each other too. It's been great. It's not a big group. We we get 
anywhere from seven to 15 people. So, but it, it's been a nice group. Well, I got to tell you, it's been fun watching the bed and breakfast grow because last time I was here, the pool hadn't been completely uh, finished up. And then even now I'm, I'm spending the night and I expected to stay in the main house there. And then Rolf had me over in this other. It's amazing that if somebody came to, to stay here, they could have practically their own house. Right. Yes. It's amazing. Well, we had it rented for a long time and then she moved out. So we decided to make it into the bed and breakfast and and I love furniture and I love furnishing and I had a great time putting it together so it's oh, it's great. The photography. Um, I understand a lot of the uh, the pictures of the, the nude co- collaborations took place right here on the grounds. They did. They did. There's, there's uh, probably uh, about five at least five or six pictures that are from here because the photographer has been coming here the last three years. Meeting with Rolf and, and going over uh, some things with him, but it, it was really important to me to get your perspective um, on this as well. And like you said, like not enough people sit down and pick your brain about it. What what would you like folks to know if they're considering getting involved in the um, you know the the management, the the movement, yeah, but particularly in a leadership role because that's what you guys have done here in Southern California. But oh, that's easy. Just start volunteering. It's really easy because we always need volunteers. We're always looking for somebody who wants to get involved in either sex. It doesn't matter, and that's the hardest part is finding people who are willing to to really put the time into it because it is it is time but it just you know you could start small you could you know just help clean up after a party make you know friends with some people and outreach to some of the newer people there's all kinds of jobs that are needed to be done there's a need to help our quartermaster you know getting stuff to the parties and there's you know there's all kinds of things you know, one more thing, Cynthia, the, you know, running a bed and breakfast, I can't imagine, what is that like? Oh, it's been great in the sense that it it's opened up the, you know, where we've met people from all over the world, from Japan, from Brazil, from Belgium, from Canada, Mexico, um, it's... Uh, it's been it's been a fascinating thing and and all over the United States people who come in either for for business or for pleasure and we usually sit down with them at breakfast and get to know them a little bit and we've had some great conversations about you know their lives and our lives and getting into naturism and and it's it's, it's been a that's probably been one of my funnest parts about this whole thing do do you feel that people come out specifically for the the bed and breakfast or do they have another reason to come in the in the neighborhood because i was curious about that it really it really depends we we do get quite a few businessmen who come um either some have have gone over to jpl where they can just walk down the hill and go over to the jet propulsion laboratory which oh we're that we're that close wow yes yes uh, others have come in for different things and need, and hated to go to hotels and so they they came because and they could be naked here and then we get the people who just want to come here and, and just hang out in the lounge chairs oh. we had a, a couple from uh, europe who who came here and we expected them to want to go hiking and you know they were in their 40s we thought oh they're not going to want to hang around here first five days all they did was sit by the pool 
It was, it was amazing. Huh. So First five days. How long did they stay? They stayed a week. Oh, cool. The longest we've had is two and a half weeks. We had two guys, two different guys at different times stay for two and a half weeks because they were here on business. Interesting. Yeah, I was wondering. So, but on average, it's usually about a weekend, about about a it's few usually nights. Usually, two nights, three, two to three nights at the most. Two nights is yeah is the norm. You know, and the nice thing about being in Southern California, I imagine you guys are year round. You don't have a season, right? Not really. Yeah, we are. Um, <clears throat> um, since we put the pool in, I think the summer has gotten a little busier. But yeah, we we can go year round. Well, that's all for this episode of the Naturist Living Show. Thanks again, as always, for listening. Um, so yes, I will have links in the show notes to the uh, Clothing Optional Home Network and uh, Southern California Naturist Association, and uh, hopefully you can find something that helps and works for you. Again, my name is Stefan Deschain, and I'm your host for this podcast and the owner of Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. And I make the show with a lot of help from Samantha Graham, who is now the show's producer and is making the task of getting this done more frequently so much easier. That's why you're seeing more regular episodes. Uh, please keep sending your comments and suggestions. I really appreciate getting them. Uh, the show's email address is contact at naturistlivingshow.com. I really do read all of them, and sometimes I, well, I try to reply as often as possible, but I don't always have time because we get a fair volume of mail. So, But I do appreciate all the emails, particularly the ones that encourage Samantha and I to keep going. You can also call and leave a comment. We haven't had one of those for a while, and you can take as many tries as you like and delete it if you don't like it. Uh, the show's phone number is uh, country code 1-905-473-6060, or by Skype. You can just Skype. The Skype name is Bear Oaks, all one word, and that puts you into the Bear Oaks phone system, and the Nature Sleeping Show's extension is 333. Very easy to remember. I hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll join us again for the next episode of The Naturist Living Show. This episode of The Naturist Living Show was brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park, traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Traditional values means that naturism is more than just taking your clothes off. It is a life philosophy with physical, psychological, environmental, social, and moral benefits. Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park strives to promote those naturist values in a modern setting that provides the amenities and services that our members and visitors expect. Free your body, free your mind. Learn more at www.bearoaks.ca.
generally believe that nudism is a new movement. As a matter of fact, the idea of nudism is as old as time immemorial. Early Greeks participated in their athletic contests unclothed. The ancient Spartans knew the value of sunlight and pure air in the building of a strong, hardy race. They did not permit clothes to hamper their movements or keep the sun away from their bodies. Today we are experiencing a back-to-nature movement. With the broadening of human vision and mind, clothes which would have shocked our grandparents, low-cut bathing suits, scanty attire, all these are now taken for granted are accepted in the new order, peculiar to a particular environment. A Muslim woman would lift her clothes over her head, exposing her body to hide her face from public view. The Occidental man or woman covers the public region. Both are deemed modest. Both are deemed moral. This back-to-nature movement has one attendant danger, that this physiological and psychological factor for good is being made into an organized racket that those who set themselves up to be the leaders of the movement in this country are utilizing its outward manifestations for commercial gain. Yet man is wending his way back to nature. This is especially forest, like the breezes that whisper through open fields. He wants to be free, free of body and free of mind.